America. My name is Armio Frimpong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time. Today I'm going to talk about why liberals fail at parenting. It's not obvious that liberals fail at parenting, but if you look around, you'll see a lot of downward mobility among that set that just kind of, you know, let the child do what they want to. It turns out that... Um, it turns out that when you let child, children do what they want to and, and follow their interests and follow their passion, it's not particularly good for the child or um, your aspirations for the child. And you should have aspirations for the child because the world is fraught. And if you don't have aspirations for the child, just know that the market forces that have, do, design, do have designs for your child. So you need to actually have aspirations for your child and then help your child actually realize those aspirations. And people say, like, you're just trying to impose things on children. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to recreate. Like, yes, I'm trying to impose things. I'm trying to impose a functional form onto an ill-formed creature. And that, uh, yes, I'm trying to impose some sort of functionality onto a savage that I have happened to have birthed. Right? So, yes, I, I actually think that you should force children to, um, to do things specific things in order to be uh, functional adults for the community and for the good of themselves and uh, and society, right? So here's the deal. Liberals don't know that they're bad parents because they assume that, you know, especially successful, a lot of successful liberals don't quite know why they're successful. They have a distorted understanding of themselves. So when they try to transmit like a more healthful um, uh, they were like, well, you know, my parents were hard on me and while I did do okay, I, I, I'm going to be more forgiving on my child. And it turns out that your child ends up being a wastrel, right? I just want my, I just want my kid to be kind and nice. Well, you can be kind and nice and be a huge stoner and be useless, right? So you figured out a way to raise a useless kid without any real, like concrete skills, right? So, um, the appeal of liberalism is that you don't have to do what you are destined to do, what like your family line has, has, has determined you as. Just because you come from a dentist doesn't mean you have to be a dentist. You now get to choose but, uh, what to do with your life, right? That's the appeal of liberalism. So now, instead of being determined by convention uh, or tradition, you get to choose. However, you're choosing within a market, and that market might have other designs on you, right? So you've abandoned like parochial conventional values for the market, assuming that that will be better. And markets are institutions of freedom, so that markets are fine. However, they're also a little bit predatory. So you're pretty much sending your kid into <laughs> the predations of the market, which is going to try to lure them away for its own ends. So they'll be addicted to video games. They'll be addicted to sugar. They'll be addicted, like, uh, they'll be broken. You're letting the market break your child cult for lack of culture because you don't want to impose your culture on a child, right? Instead, you should impose a culture on a child. Now, it shouldn't just be the conventional um, culture that you happen to have grown up with, but it needs to be, like... It needs to be rather robust because you need to defend, your child needs to have the internal defenses against, like, the predations of the market and bad luck and still be useful to, to society. None of that happens by nature. None of that happens by allowing them to follow their natural curiosity.
Right? You don't get to be a good anything in an advanced society by following your natural whatever. No, you, there are resources and investments and disciplining required for you to take advantage of the resources and investments. Like, look, you don't... Successful parents take culture very seriously and don't leave it up to the market. Now, you know, a lot of parents, a lot of special black parents, they try, but my mom was very busy. She worked second shifts from 3 to 11. I was raised by television. Um, and that was not good for other aspects of like, like my sister, like it would, like there are other things that could have happened. And then you add on top of that, the liberalization of, of, of divorce laws in the eighties. And you know, all the people tell my mom, well, you know, you should, you're not happy you should divorce. So like I, I lost, uh, the liberalization not only distorted, you know, my upbringing in terms of parenthood, you know, my mom and I talked about this now, and now she admits it like, yeah, well, you know, it was kind of a fad at the time. But also just in general, the idea that you don't need concrete content in order to carve out a meaningful life in a very kind of complicated and competitive uh, civil society, market-based civil society is, is kind of a joke. So now a lot of a lot of people who are my age, you know, either elder millennials or Gen Xers are not doing as well as their parents. And their parents are confused about why that happens, but their parents didn't give them content, right? Not enough content. You don't become um, a second generation anything if the first generation doesn't take seriously the business of delivering content. We're seeing a lot of second generation NBA players. In the, in the basketball league. You know what those second generation NBA players have in common besides having a, sec, uh, a first generation um, parent who played in the league? So it's not just genes. They actually have good coaching. Like that parent isn't just, the parent isn't just like delivering a seed. It's delivering good footwork. It's get, delivering good fundamentals. And that's the same with life. So there are going to be a lot of, quasi-liberals who think that they're liberals but really have such are so culturally rich that it's um it's okay to let the child make their decisions because it's like the the, the constraints have been so determined by the cultural deliverance that that the child isn't really making you know natural decisions for example some people like i, I know a lot of jewish liberals who are 100 percent jewish and 100 percent liberals but by the time you're 100 percent jewish and you've gone through like the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, and all of the, the, the stuff, like that's a lot of content. And then the Seder and the, and the, and the, the questions and the Yom Kippur, like the Haggadah, it's all, there's a lot of content. So at the end of that, all of that content, you can say that like, okay, now make your decision <laughs> after you've been like, after all of this mandatory content has been um, um, kind of shoved into your head. Now you can make your own decision. Right. So that is a kind of liberalism, but like the content has all has been kind of forced in. So there are a lot of um, now on the Christian side, when you see this, it's a lot of liberal Christians who, when they get serious about parenting, they become conservative. And that's worse because then they're like conservative light. Right. So they just think before before they actually have kids and have to deal with the frustrations and, and the thoughtfulness that goes into raising the next generation. Um, well, I'll just let them do what they want. I'll just let them follow their passion. I'll just let them be happy. And then when they actually are confronted with their kids and they see all the predations, they just go with what they know, which is how they were raised. But since they didn't actually think through it, 
um, in a responsible way. It just ends up being a diet version of how they're raised. And then their kid ends up like, you know, either a real conservative uh, because they see through their parents' hypocrisy or they'll end up a wastrel, right? So the alternative is actually just thinking through what meaning in civil society looks like, thinking through that you're not actually trying to raise an independent person. You're trying to raise someone who can function in appropriate dependencies. You're trying to raise a good spouse. You're trying to raise a good parent. You're trying to raise someone who in 30 years is going to be a good business owner or a worker or a contributor to civil society or a good colleague in the political sphere. You're not, you're not raising someone who for the rest of their life is going to be um, being able to do whatever they want because they want to. And that person's not going to make the greatest friend, right? So the person who's going, or the greatest, like, in 30 years, that person's not going to take me to my doctor's appointment, which I'm going to need, right? So um, when you're trying to raise a kid, you're trying to raise someone functional. And so you need to actually deliver as many skills and character and, like, discipline as early as they can before they can, you know, fight back. Um, and it's going to be... You can say, well, I just want my kids to be happy. That's, happiness looks like a lot of things. And the most meaningful, most robust kind of happiness isn't like pleasure. You don't want them to ha have the happiness of like a sugar high. You want them to have the happiness of like a robust meal, right? And that's going to take a lot of discipline um, for the first like 10 years, right? And it's going to feel like you're imposing yourself on them. But at the end, they'll be able to do stuff if you've studied how to do stuff. Now, if you're just unreflectively just aping what your parents gave to you and putting that onto them. That's one thing that is just like poor conservative parenting. But if you were just saying, well, we'll just let them do what makes them happy. Um, we got to worry about their mental health. You'll just worry. You'll just end up with a useless kid or, you know, I see a lot of white kids do this. They're bad parents. So the kid somehow ends up with the diagnosis on the spectrum when it turns out that the parents just raised a, a jerk. <laughs> like an unsociable jerk because you didn't actually teach him or her how to be socially responsible or to think about anything other than like their own feelings at the time or their own happiness or their own wants. And it turns out you raised a jerk and a narcissist and now you tell yourself that they're on the spectrum because of your bad parenting. Right? So you actually have to invest no small amount of not just resources but thought into making a functional person who can actually is going to end up being, you know, themselves, a good spouse, a good participant in civil society, either as an employer or as an as a, um, employee, uh, a good property owner, a good, you know, spirit, they'll have spiritual discipline. Um, that means they'll do good things even when people aren't looking <laughs> in order to understand and have coherence within themselves. And, you know, I, I'm a good member of politics. For example, if I raise, if I end up raising like the worst kind of Republican, I have failed as a parent. Um, I am a fan of holding parents responsible for, for the awfulness of their kids, if their kids are awful. Um, because you have a lot of control over that if you take that responsibility seriously. And you don't phone it in and you don't just sit them in front of video games or television, but you actually take the business of parenting seriously in creating, you know, a functional, someone who's going to be a functional spouse, functional property owner, a functional uh, participant in civil society, um, someone with a spiritual discipline, and also 
um, a responsible colleague in the project of, uh, you know, political governance. So if you're not taking all of that seriously and instead of just trying to make someone who's happy or someone who's comfortable, then you can't be surprised when your kid ends up otherwise obnoxious. Obnoxious. Right? So liberals make bad parenting, make bad parents because they abandon the work of parenting to the market and they, they kind of naturalize functionality and then are surprised when their kids don't end up very functional. In, in the best ways, or they like are end up being sucks on societies and, and they wonder what happened. They wonder what happened and they wonder why their kids are degradations from, from the mean. And that's because being a functional adult is a skill that is planned for by the generation prior. Right. So and if you're not planning for how your child is going to be a functional adult and you'll just figure you just hope, well, they'll follow their passion and figure it out. No, they're going to get eaten by market society and end up with horrible sensibilities and all sorts of problems that you could have trained them to get in front of if you had taken the business of parenting seriously. And actually just took it like black, especially black people. This will not work out naturally. America is not designed for either our community thriving or our individual thriving, right? So if you want black communities to thrive, we need to take this business of parenting intentionally, which, you know, and, and, and I, you know, in black people's defense, we are better parents than the whites. Like it, it, we don't get that great um, uh, press for it, but we kind of had to be because especially, you know, upper income whites, they can be bad. And just like pay for rehab and let, 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 like, and you know, rehab's not a one time thing. It's like a two and three times thing. They're, they're paying, uh, you know, two and three times rehab because they were just bad parents, right? They could just say, well, you know, my kid's autistic. No, you're just a bad parent. You don't actually pay attention. And so like your kid acts out because you don't actually pay attention. You're just a bad parent. You don't actually study. You're just trying to make them happy. And it turns out that when you spend all of your parenting energies just trying to make the kid happy, the kids end up horrible and ultimately unhappy, right? Because they're not exactly productive or contributing as, and they can't actually function in society, right? So hold on, let me hit the, let me go ahead and hit the beat because people get mad when I miss the opening. To the beat, Never change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black And it can feature in your front So yes, parenting has to have content And if you don't have content, you're just abandoning your child to the market Which has designs on your child uh, In ways that are not consistent with their thriving they're consistent with the external institutions that, that are predators upon their thriving, right? So you need to deliver content and the content needs to be, well, the content, if you want good content, you can go back through my catalog um, on YouTube and look at the quality of content you should be delivering onto your child. And it has to start early because, you know, once they get bad habits, I, I tell my children, and I'm telling you right now, you don't want to start a habit that you're going to have to end up quitting. This is why I say don't smoke, don't drink, don't do any of that stuff because you don't want to end up quitting that. So 
you don't want your children to get habits of thought and action that you're going to have to, um, I don't know. You can't get rid of, you just have to put better habits on top of. So the best is just, the best way is to just teach them from the beginning, good habits of thought and action, responsible habits of thought and action, how to think responsibly in relationship with others, depending on the relationship. This is how you treat parents. This is how you treat strangers. This is how you treat teachers. This is how you treat yourself, right? Like understanding the differential ways of like relating to the world. And this is how you contribute in all of these differentiated ways. Um, and these are the habits you attain as you contribute. And these are all the ways that other people get it confused. So don't listen to them <laughs> because you know, they're confused in ways that won't show up for years. And this is what you watch out for. And you just need to deliver content and police the content, be attentive. The um, like liberal parents who are just inattentive and they just kind of assume that it'll just work out. I don't, I don't know what kind of white nonsense that is. I don't know what kind of nonsense that is. Now for black people, a lot of us work several jobs. So we're not as attentive as we could be. That's a problem. And that means society is not setting us up to thrive. But um, for the people who have the means to be attentive, but just think that they should be doing other things, um, whether those other things are washing dishes, whether those other things are just watching TV, whether if you think you should be other thing, doing other things, you should not be doing other things because you need to put 10 good years into your child. Actually, you need to probably put four, 13. It'll probably be more enjoyable after 13, but you need, to put, you need to put 13 good years into your child, and that's just what you do. For 13 years and if you're like and if you're not attending to that then you're screwing up not just yourself you're, sc you're screwing up your child but not just your child you're also screwing up yourself and you're going to be the one bailing them out right and it can't just be about making them happy it has to be about developing their character in order for them to be able to contribute in all of these um you know manifold ways like i said look in 10 years you're going to be seeing my daughter's or my son, he's five, 15 might be a little bit young, but my daughter will be 20. She's gonna be sitting in this chair and she's gonna be delivering a quality of wisdom that is both similar to me, but also uniquely of her. And it's, it's, it's going to be because I raised her well, because I took the project of raising her well, seriously. It's not gonna be because I asked her, well, do you want to, do you, do you want to um, uh, host a funky academic when you're 20 as a college job. No, it's because I'm going to set her up. She's going to have all the skills and then it's just going to make sense at the time. She might think it comes naturally to her, but it's going to be because like it's a, it's a plan. Like for example, right now, my kids, uh, my oldest is a cello player. My middle child is a violinist and my youngest is a piano player and people hear them playing. They're pretty good. And they're like, well, do you like playing? They like idiots ask my children this. And I usually have to cut them off and say, it actually doesn't matter what they like to play. What you need to be doing is thanking them for the hard work that they put in so that they sound as beautiful as they do. It doesn't matter whether they like to play. They're going to play because I decided that, that they're going to need how, no, they're going to need how, they're going to need to know how to produce beauty in this specific way. So it kind of informs other aspects of their life. And you learn excellence in music. That means you'll learn excellence in other things. And um, so instead of asking them if they like it, 
That's what liberals do. Oh, do you like playing? It doesn't matter if they like. You should thank them for the hard work and the discipline, and, uh, and you should be appreciative, right? And you should probably also think that, ooh, you screwed up by not actually doing this with your children. Um, so, look, liberals make bad parents because they abandon parents to, like, other institutions in the market. And the, uh, those other institutions have their own designs on your child. So you need to come in with, like, an understanding of the world and an understanding of how your children should function within it and possibly change it and then give them the skills, force feed them the skills. Um, they don't decide what they eat for dinner. And it, like they don't decide what they eat for dinner. They have options. You could have spinach or you could have broccoli, but I'm setting the options and they don't decide what they're going to do for the first 10, 15 years of their life. I'm teaching them how the principles of making good decisions, but I'm not giving them final authority like on anything that I haven't tightly circumscribed. <laughs> like the, like the, the, they don't get to decide ice cream. No, it's going to be broccoli or spinach, right? Also, there's a reason my kids aren't fat, right? So like, I, I don't know what to tell you, except liberals are just horrible parents because they abandon parenting to nature and all of these other institutions have told them that it's okay that they abandon parenting to like the market or television or whatever, because those other institutions have a vested interest in like being predators upon your children. So um, you need to have cultural content. The cultural content can't be just the conventional content that you happen to have grown up with. It has to be actually be justifiable and coherent in your mind so that when they actually do have time to think and reflect upon both the childhood and the decisions going forward, they could actually justify it because you've thought through it. There's a reason why you do what you do. It's not just because it's merely tradition. Right? So, liberals fail because they abandon culture to the market. Conservatives fail because they just kind of reproduce whatever culture they happen to have grown up in. Uh, people who watch a funky academic have a chance at thriving because I'm giving you a quality of independent content that will help you raise your child into being the quality of spouse, the quality of um, participant in civil society, that's employer or employee, the quality of property owner, and the quality of political colleague that will lead to a meaningful life, or at least a life that is consistent with, with meaning. And also, uh, you know, spiritual coherence so that they can make sense of themselves um, as they express themselves in all of these other um, avenues of life, right? And if you weren't given concrete content and a path forward in all of those different ways, and most of you weren't, most parents are bad at parents, you can't be surprised when your kids um, are a step down, are downwardly mobile. Not just financially, but character-wise. Downwardly mobile uh, character-wise. Yeah. And um, anyway, if you appreciate what I'm doing and you think I should keep doing it, you need to go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, $15, or $50 a month um, for me to keep doing this because I'm giving you a quality of wisdom that you didn't get from your parents. 
and is confused in all of the all of the for-profit media who is just you know trying to tell you what you want to hear i'm not trying to tell you what you want to hear i'm trying to tell you what you should have already heard um and and uh you know you can say thanks by going to ww i don't want you to squander your life i don't want you to squander your life and i don't want you to look back at your screwed up kids and thinking oh i dropped the ball like no like i i we, let's get ahead of this you need to make a plan you need to make a plan what kind you need to think about like oh i don't everyone's telling me i want to teach my kid how to be independent but actually i want my kid to be actually fruitfully dependent on like just and 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 healthy relationships i want my kid to be able to participate in relationships and not as a parasitic vulture but as a participant and have you know the insight to pick someone else both a business partner or a romantic partner who can also participate um on a par with themselves right so all of these kind of distorted images you get from the media about it's okay to be a bad parent it's not okay to be a bad parent and there are ways to get around it and you know you need content don't listen to any liberal who'll tell you well like they're just you can't make them do what they don't want to do of course you can make them do what they don't want to do you just have to mind them plus what they want to do more than anything else is please you when they're very young so just get them to do what they don't want to do when they're very young but uh be grateful to them for pleasing you and then they'll keep doing what they don't want to do because when they're very young they just want to please you and if you screw up that window well, you don't screw up that window all right i think i heard my kids hey you want to come say hi to come say hi to the people you don't want to say hi to the people come that's not a request see i just i just did that too just say hello everybody <laughs> this is my wonderful 10 year old wave to the camera that's the camera right there hello um how was your day today good good all right so I'm going to go be a wonderful daddy to this wonderful uh, young woman. And I will see you next week talking about something completely different. Peace.